Hello, welcome to another episode of Hope Stream FM Weekly Bible Study Review. My name is Pastor Solomon Otinyebuchi Okono. The topic of this week's lesson is Horizontal Atonement, the Cross, and the Church. The memory text is from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 13 to 14. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one. Let us pray. Loving Father, speak to our hearts again with your word. Bless us today as usual and glorify yourself forever. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Just imagine that you were a Gentile or Greek Christian living in the days of the Apostles. Imagine that you learned about Jehovah, the God of the Hebrews. You abandoned your worship of many gods and embraced the one true God. Then imagine that one day you found yourself in the beautiful courtyard of a temple of Jerusalem. Excited that you were there, you hurried in to be part of the worship. But unfortunately, your eyes were greeted by a massive stone barricade, four feet high, with an engraved writing in Latin and Greek reading, No foreigner may enter within the barrier and enclosure around the temple. Surprised, you sought someone to explain to that you have abandoned the gods of your fathers and have accepted the one true God, the God of the Jews. But instead of being accepted into the inner court as a member of the family of God, you were again told that if you press further, it would cost your life. What a heartbreaking moment that would have been. That moment, you would have felt separated from those who should have adopted you as a brother or sister. This was the experience of Gentile believers in the days of the Apostles. But in this week's lesson, Paul shows in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 11 to 22, how the cross made a difference. He shows how the cross destroyed all the barriers and walls of prejudice. The Apostle shows how the vertical wing of the cross dissolves every separation between God and man how it reconciled humans with God, and how the horizontal wing of a cross reconciles people with each other. The cross removes enmity and brings peace between Jews and Gentiles and makes of them one new humanity. Ephesians 2 verse 15 Brought near in Christ. Ephesians 2 verses 11 to 12 Wherefore, Remember that you, being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called on circumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh, made by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Paul shows in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 12 that the Gentiles were strangers from the covenant promise in the past, 
because they were without Christ. As strangers, they were not aware of the promises of salvation God had offered down through salvation history. In the past, there was so much hatred between Gentiles and Jews. Paul portrays this hatred with his choice of words in Ephesians 2, name-calling, Jews describing Gentiles with unpleasant words such as the uncircumcision, and Gentiles referring to the Jews as a circumcision, Ephesians 2 verse 11. But after they received Jesus, Paul writes, But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, Ephesians 2 verse 17. What a powerful statement by Paul. The cross of Christ has closed the wide gap between Jews and Gentiles. Now in Christ Jesus, there's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither bond nor free, there's neither male nor female, for we are all one in Christ Jesus. Galatians chapter 3, verse 23. God invites us to consider the division that exists in our own lives and in the church and to ponder the power of the cross to supersede them. God does not want us to be divided across races or tribes or languages, but to live and walk as one people, children of the Almighty God, who have been purchased by the blood of a lamb. Pause for a moment and think, in what ways have you yourself promoted disunity in the church of God? What can you do to become an agent of unity? Reconciliation calls gift from the cross. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 14 to 16. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility, that he might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross. This week's lesson introduces to us three great assets which we gain from the cross. One, Gentiles who were far from God and his people have now been brought near. Ephesians 2 verse 13. Now we are all sons and daughters of God. We are all brothers and sisters in Christ. Ephesians 2 verse 19. What a good news. Number two, the hostility or enmity between Jewish and Gentile believers has now been put to death. Ephesians 2 verse 16. How can you relate this to tribes or races around your locality? And how can you work to end hostility among tribes or races in your church, seeing that we are now brothers and sisters in Christ? Number three, reconciliation has now taken the place of hostility. Is this true in your own situation? If not, what are you doing to bring reconciliation to those who are experiencing hostility. It was for the purpose of reconciling us to his Father that Christ came. Ephesians 2 verse 16. For he does not want us just to be reconciled to his Father. It is his desire also that each one of us should take steps to reconcile ourselves one to another, that God's glory may be fully seen in and around us. Breaking down the dividing wall. 
In Ephesians 2 verse 18, Paul made his point clear that God has granted both the Jew and Gentile who believes in him full access to him and to worship him. He writes that all words separating the Jew and Gentile have been removed by the cross. Some believe that the Ten Commandments are among the barriers or walls that Paul was talking about in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. So they teach that the Ten Commandments, inclusive of the Sabbath commandment, have been abolished or set aside by the cross. But this teaching cannot be correct because in Ephesians, Paul demonstrates profound respect for the Ten Commandments. For instance, he quoted the fifth commandment in Ephesians 6, verses 2 to 3, and made reference to the seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth commandments in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 3 to 14, Ephesians 4, verse 28, Ephesians 4, verse 25, and Ephesians 5, verse 5. Earlier in Romans 3, verse 31, and in Romans 7, verse 12, Paul addressed the misuse of the law and then went on to speak about the continuity of the law. So obviously, Paul could not have been talking about the Ten Commandments as a barrier, neither could any of the apostles. Hence, to use these verses to abolish the Ten Commandments, especially in light of all the other verses in the Bible about the perpetuity of the law, is clearly a misinterpretation of Paul's intent here. Jesus, preacher of peace, Ephesians 1 verse 2, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. In Ephesians 2 verses 17 to 18, Paul summarized the ministry of Jesus in this way. In his summary, he emphasized peace. His letter to the Ephesians began and ended with blessings of peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. See how he summarized the ministry of Jesus around peace in Ephesians 2. In Ephesians 2, 11 to 22, Paul argued that Christ himself is peace, for he himself is our peace, and that his cross creates it. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 to 15, he stated that Christ destroyed the hostility between Jews and Gentiles. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 15 to 17, he argued that Christ created a new humanity marked by relationships of reconciliation and peace. In the Hebrew context, this peace, shalom, also includes the experience of wholeness and well-being, both in our relationship with God, Revelation 5 verse 1 and with others. The Gospels contain examples of Jesus as a preacher of peace. Some of his last words were, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, John 14 verse 27. And I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace, in the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world, John 16 verse 33. After his resurrection, when he appeared to the disciples, he repeatedly said to them, Peace be with you, John 20, 19. But in Ephesians 2, 
17 to 18, Paul points out that Christ's preaching of peace extended beyond the time of his earthly ministry to our day. As a follower of Christ, how do people know you? Are you a person of peace or an instigator of crisis? How can you learn from Jesus today to be a man or woman of peace? And how are you helping people to embrace the peace that Christ offers? The church, a holy temple. The shape of the cross on which Jesus was crucified was symbolic. Just as there are the vertical and horizontal wings of the cross, Jesus' death has both vertical and horizontal benefits. The vertical wing establishes our relationship with God, Ephesians 2, 1 to 10. And the horizontal cements our relationship with others, Ephesians 2, 11 to 22. Through the cross, Jesus demolished all that divides Gentile believers from Jewish ones, including the misuse of the law in order to widen the gap between them. Ephesians 2, 11 to 18. Through the cross, we have all become part of God's church, a holy temple in the Lord. Ephesians 2, 19 to 22. And are now privileged to live in solidarity with Jesus and our brothers and sisters in Christ. What a privilege. New Testament authors use the temple metaphor to portray the sanctity of the church. God's role in founding and growing the church and the solidarity of believers within the church. But rather than a static image such as the temple, the church must acknowledge its identity in the living God. 2 Chronicles chapter 6, verse 16 In what ways are you moving away from static ideas, philosophies, and objects to recognizing your identity in Christ? In conclusion, the blood of Jesus, which is superior to the blood of our ancestors, makes all believers one in Christ. Now in Christ Jesus, all barriers have been broken. Let us now live as brothers and sisters who have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Please pray with me. Eternal Father, thank you for what you have accomplished for hopeless humanity on the cross of Calvary. Teach us how to appreciate the love you lavished for us on Calvary's cross. Help us as individual members of your church to reciprocate your love and the life that you give for us on the cross of Calvary. Help us to live and serve you as one people. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for studying with me again on Hope Stream FM. For questions, contributions, and prayers, you may reach out to me on WhatsApp on plus 234-903-789-1680. God bless you.